Good morning from Silver Spring, Maryland, on the 11th of Av, Monday morning, after a Tish above Nidche, we're continuing the Shir of Likut Alachas, Yoridea Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Yai Nesach, Halacha Dalit, Paragraph Yur Aleph. And we dedicate the learning today, Liyui Nishmas, Moshe Menachem, Ben Rabchaim Eliyahu, whose yard site is on the 13th of Av, I'm sorry, on the 12th of Av, and Lili Nishmas, Sora Bas Rabbi Yosef, and Sora Bas Sasha, whose yard site is on the 11th of Av, Lili Nishmas, Avraham Ben Yitzchok Isaac, whose yard site is on the 12th of Av, and Lila Nishmas Moshe Menachem ben Reb Chaim Eliyahu, whose yard site is on the 13th of Av, sorry, on the 12th of Av, and Lila Nishmas Alexander ben Oizer HaKoyen, the Fega, and from Arachel Bas Reb Shlomachayim HaKoyen and Rivka, whose yard site is on the 13th of Av. And Lili Nishmas Tuvia Brabisrol Yitzchok, Yurachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Bas Itamar, and for a complete Rafur Shalema for all those that need it, including Chavidachana Bas Galia, Yusbehendel Bas Gitalea, Sorarachel Bas Yusbehendel, Avivilar Bas Yusbehendel, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Shimon Zvulun Ben Soralea, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Yisrael Abod, Rabbi Huda, Yisrael Abod, Ben Sipoila, Ruven Chaim, Ben Chanaelka, Ides Bas Miriam Brindle, Yafa Bas Dvoila, Dvoila Bas Yafa, Sion Ben Sara, Besorich Sharchol Yisrael, Kankanim, Shalyayin Nesach, Asurim, Barrels or Pitchers, that contained in them yayinesech are forbidden. Rav Nosenthal explains, ki ikar pegam hayayin shu pegam hamoichin walidei pegam hakelin alidei pegam abris kemoishim afurashom batoranal. Wine represents seichel, moichin. We said that wine either expands the brain, the mind, or confuses the mind. So wine is moichen, and, and what damages the moichen is when the kalim are damaged, which is the bris kodesh. As Rabbeinazal explains over there in the chapter on the Kutimran, that this halach is based on Torah Lamed Vav. The Zohar Kodesh says, Siluka de Yesoida ad Abba the effects of Yesoid, the mid of Yesoid, which is the concept of Tikkun Abris, reach all the way up to Abba and Ima, which are Chachma and Bina, which are the brain. The Alkane, and therefore, even if the wine, which represents the brain, is not being touched by wine now, but the wine, this kosher wine, 
is being placed in a barrel or a pitcher that had in it wine that was touched by a non-Jew, Asurim Yisrael. This kosher wine becomes forbidden. Because once again, Rav Nosanza is stressing that usually what messes up wine or the moichen is when the kalim are damaged, the vessels that the wine is in, or also representing the concept of tikkun And now Rav Nosanza goes into a, a lengthy explanation and clarification. The source and the roots of our Bechira originate from the Bechira of the great Sadikim, Shehim Bebechinas Moshe, who are like Moshe Rabbeinu, Shebechirosom, Rat Bebechinas Moshe Hoysef Yoimachad Nidaitoi, whereby their Bechira does not involve whether they're going to choose to do the right thing or the wrong, they're going to choose to do a mitzvah or an avera. Their bechira is whether they're going to realize that Hashem wants them to add something additional to what Hashem taught them. As in the case of Moshe Rabbeinu, when Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, convey to the Jews that in order to prepare to receive the Torah, they need to separate from their wives a day and a day. And Moshe Rabbeinu had to understand that in this context, a day and a day really meant three, three whole days. Meaning that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to draw holiness. The Hainu Prishus Ukdusha Sabris in this case, the holiness involved precious separating from their wives, abstention and holiness more than what Hashem had clearly expressed, more than what he heard clearly from the mouth of Hashem Kaviyachu. This was Moshe Rabbeinu's whole Bechira, whether he would realize to, to add this additional day or not. And it's from there that the free choice of every single Jew originates. And therefore, Every single Jew has an aspect of this in a hidden form. Whereby the person has to be able to understand on his own, by himself, what Hashem really wants and what the tzaddik wants. And the person shouldn't, shouldn't be mistaken. But rather, the person should focus his thinking in a very powerful way to Hashem, to the point where the person nullifies themselves completely, their own Ratzon. I have no Ratzon. I've nullified my Ratzon completely to the Ratzon of Hashem, 
to be able to really realize what Hashem really wants from me. And now, Rav Nosenzel explains, because we have the famous quote in the Gemara, that whatever path a person wants to go on, Hashem will lead the person on that path. And that's why Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, go tell the Jews after Matan Torah that they should go home, they should return to their wives, to their tents. And you, Moshe Rabbeinu, you remain here with me. And Rav Nosnal says, if only the Jews would have kept to this. However, unfortunately, the Yitzhahara attacked the Jews. And as a result of the powerful attack from the Yitzhahara, especially in the area of this Taiva, Taiva's notion, to the point where the Yitzhahara caused the Jewish people to allow themselves to participate in a sin of idol worship in order to consider it to be permissible to interact with illegal relationships with women. That was the real goal of the Yitzhahara. As the Gemara points out, and so too the Jews subsequently fell into many sins and, and tests, whereby we tested Hashem. And, and what happened was, as a result of this, as a result of the sins of the Jewish people and constantly testing Hashem through this, our sins, our mistakes, ended up confusing the Chacham, Moshe Rabbeinu, the slave Matana, and caused him to lose his generous heart, in a sense. So that Moshe Rabbeinu himself ended up making an error in striking the rock. And Rav Nosanzalayetz now, most definitely, the mistake of Moshe Rabbeinu was not in the category of Chasvashon committing a sin, but rather it was in realizing, being able to understand what Hashem doesn't clearly spell out to him. Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to realize and understand what Hashem really wants. However, unfortunately, as a result of the great confusion that was caused, as a result of the intense opposition that Moshe Rabbeinu was being faced with, especially now, at the time of the, the trying to get the, the Jews complaining about not having water, 
unfortunately, it became hidden from Moshe Rabbeinu what Hashem really wants. And Moshe Rabbeinu was not to realize what Hashem really wants from him. And this ended up causing Moshe Rabbeinu to pass away. This Pashtusa the Moshe Bechol Doram. And the Zohar Kodesh tells us that the Neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu spreads and is found in every single generation. Moshe Rabbeinu is involved in repairing Klal Yisrael in each and every generation. And he also repairs this error of striking the rock. Which is the source of all conflict and controversy in Klal Yisrael, as we discussed in the previous year. Which comes as a result of these kinds of mistakes. Which, which are drawn from the fact that Hashem allows a person to choose whatever direction they want to go in, and Hashem supports that decision. This is what allows those shaven Yudoin to get people to make major mistakes and get involved in, in machlokes. And the real, true completion of the tikkun, of, of everything, will be through Moshiach, Shehu Moshe Biatzmoi, who is Moshe Rabbeinu himself, When the time comes for Moshiach to come, that's when Moshe Rabbeinu will be able to realize clearly, 100%, what the true will of Hashem is, and he will not make any mistake regarding anything. And through this, Moshe Rabbeinu will repair the Bechira of every single Jew. And every single Jew will do real tshuva each person on their level, in the manner that they need to, to the point where even all the non-Jews will return to Hashem. The Bechinas, as the Pesach says, that in the future, Hashem says, I'll give all the Goyim a clear speech. They'll be able to know to speak to Hashem properly, Etc. And now Rav Nosson Zaliyat's in parentheses, Va'adayin Srichen Levayar Kolzeh. What we're speaking about here still requires major explanation. Ki yesh bozeh harbe ledaber bezor sashim isporach. Because Rav Nosson says, I have a lot to say about this. Vezeh shekosov, and this is also what the Pasuk says, Venosati lohem leiv echod, Hashem says, I will give the entire world, the entire Klal Yisrael, one path and one heart to respect me. There'll no longer be any doubts, any confusion. Any questions, please? 
Good morning, Rav Nossin. That section regarding Moshe Benu hitting the rock instead of um, speaking to the rock, that came about because of Klal Israel that caused him to lose that ability to intuit what Hashem wanted. Now, there's not a pegam in him. It was pegam in Klal Israel. Is that correct? It, it was the pegam in Klal. It was the machlokes the, the, in Klal Israel that caused Moshe Rabbeinu even to become confused and not be able to really realize what Hashem wanted him to do in that case and to do the wrong thing. That's the way it's. That's the way the Medrash presents it exactly. That that which means all types of confusion, stealing that can even confuse a chacham. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay, now Rav Nosenthal goes back to the incident with Bilam and his donkey. The passage says there, the, the angel that was standing in front of the donkey positioned himself in such a way, in a narrow place, where the donkey had no way to move, to get around him in any way. And this ended up causing the donkey to press against the wall and to press Bilam's leg against the wall. Bilam got very angry, and he struck the donkey. The ish A fool doesn't know and doesn't realize what's going on. Bilam didn't see the angel. He didn't know what was really going on here. The Omar Bilam ended up saying, ki He said to the angel, "I didn't know that you were standing opposite me." And the, the Medrash says, May his soul and spirit rot. Hashem's glory fills the entire world. And if Hashem was able to constrict himself to speak, to communicate with Bilam, how is it that Bilam didn't take the hints that Hashem was sending him, that Hashem is there? And Hashem is trying to save you, to, to prevent you from destroying yourself completely. However, once Hashem saw how evil Bilam really was and how much he wanted to curse the Jews, the Gemara says, whatever path a person wants to go on, Hashem accompanies them. Hashem supports them. That's why Hashem changed his tone, and Hashem said to Bilam, go, go with Bullock's messengers, and, and, and however, you'll only say what I tell you to say. Whereas the true religious Jews with everything that we experience, all the difficulties and struggles that we have, we still always realize that everything is for our good. Everything is from Hashem. As the Pesach says, 
that even when we're tied up in chains, he said that we will do tshuva, we will use that to, to bring us to do tshuva. We cry out Hashem, and we return to Hashem. Because the Jewish people hear the voice of Hashem from everything that we're going through, and we, and we, we realize the hints of Hashem. And this is what the Pasuk says, the beginning of Parshas Ekev in the Chumash. Rav says, Ekev Daika. Ekev means the heel of the foot. When a Jew feels that he's under the heel of the foot, and that he's being stomped on, people are stomping on him with their feet. As the Pesach says, Hashem, you've, you've ridden people on our heads. To oppress under his feet all the prisoners of the world. And then, specifically, when we find ourselves in that kind of position, when we will when we will realize that this is all really Hashem's judgments, that all of this is a display of Hashem's judgment, which has cloaked itself in in this suffering that we're experiencing down here on earth, and it's all It's all really to get us to return to Hashem to do tshuva. Then Hashem will help you, will help guard your bris. And this is what the Pasuk says by Yaakov Avinu, that when they were coming out of their mother's womb, the hand of Yaakov Avinu was holding on to the heel of the foot of Esau. Note the heel of the foot specifically, meaning when the forces of Esau will become very powerful as we get to the end of this exile, which is called when we hear the footsteps of Moshiach. Ekev means the heel of the foot, or in that context, the footsteps. And Esau will want to stamp with the heel of his foot onto the heads of the Jewish people, as the Pesach says, that the heel of his foot rose up against me. That's what the Gemara refers to as then specifically, the hand of the Jewish people, the hand represents emuna and tefillah, as it says by Moshe Rabbeinu, when he went out to do battle against Amalek, it says, His hands were outstretched in an expression of emuna, and the Targum says, in That power of emuna and tefillah grabs onto that ekev 
to tackle Esau, to bring the downfall of Esau through this, through this emuna and tefillah. And this is what the Pesach says when Yaakov Avinu was giving the bracha to Shevet Don. He said that from Shevet Don there'll come forth a powerful person, Shimshna Gibor, who will bite the heels of the feet of the horse and cause its rider to topple backwards. Because the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that Shimshon was an aspect of Moshiach. He was a savior of Klal Yisrael, and he could possibly have been the Moshiach. It's interesting to note, I heard from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, and I believe it's brought in the Yalkut Horuveni, that everyone knows that Moshiach will come from Shevet Yehuda. The word Yehuda is Yud Kevavke. And the Dalit represents David Amelech, who comes from Shevet Yehuda, from whom Moshiach will come. But that's where the father of Moshiach will come from. The mother of Moshiach will be from Shevet Don. There's a Pasuk, Uvenei Don Chushin. The children of Don are Chushin, one person. And the word Chushin is the letters Moshiach. That's why it uses the term B'nai, plural, referring to greatness, in a sense. That Moshiach will come from Shevet Don, meaning that his mother will be from Shevet Don. Paragraph Yugimel, V'zer b'chinas mitzvahs kiddush Hashem. And based on what we're learning here, we'll understand the mitzvah of a person giving up their life to sanctify the name of Hashem. Take for details on this, look in Yoridea, in the laws of Avedazara, chapter 158. It's explained there. That regarding all other sins in the Torah, besides these three, if a non-Jew were to threaten a Jew, either you commit the sin or I'll kill you, the Jew is required to go ahead and commit the sin. Except when it comes to these three, Avodah Gili Arayas, and Shvichas Domen, there the Torah says a Jew should allow himself to be killed rather than to violate the sin. Ba'filu b'shar Averois, and the, the Torah tells us, even regarding other sins besides these three, if the non-Jew is telling the Jew, I want you to take, I want you to commit a sin, I want you to eat this pork. And his intention is to force the Jew to give up his religion completely. And this is being done publicly in front of 10 Jews. Then the Jew is required to allow himself to be killed rather than to eat that trace. And so too, if we're dealing with a time when the non-Jews have issued decrees against the Jewish people to force us to give up our religion, just like during the time of the Churban Beis Hamikdash, when they forced the Jews to, not to be permitted to study Torah, etc., 
during these times, afilu aarkasa de mesani yehoreg valyavar. During such times, even if the non-Jews want to force the Jews to change their shoelaces, to change the color of their shoelaces, to conform with how the goyim wear it, a Jew is supposed to give up his life rather than to go ahead and do it. If it's shas hagzera. Now, Rav Nosenzal is going to go into a lengthy explanation of this topic of Mesiris Nefesh. Bahaklal al pianal to summarize based on this, Sheikr Hapigam Vahakilkul Hagotl Biyoiser Mikol Havera Shabatoira, Ukishamahapchim Divrielikim Chaim, Umahapchim Ho Emes Le Sheker Vasheker Le Emes. Rabnosazal says one of the worst, most damaging things in Judaism is worse than all Averis in the Torah is when a person confuses things and they, they convert the truth to falseness and falseness to truth. As the Pasuk says, Woe is to those people who label evil good, they consider what's evil, they call it good, and what's really good, they, they label that as bad. They turn light into darkness and darkness into light. That's worse than anything. Here, Moshe uh, Rav Nosazal is referring to those Jewish leaders who, who went to reform or conservative, this kind of thing, and they tried to convince the Jews that the, the practice of Judaism based on orthodoxy is wrong. That's all wrong. That's, it's, that's really a misinterpretation of the Torah. The Torah doesn't want us today to, to observe Shabbos by, by not going into a car or not turning on lights. Not at all. Chas v'shom. Because as a result of these people misinterpreting the Torah and turning it upside down, they end up causing the Jewish people and the whole world to be mistaken. The, the whole world becomes mistaken thinking that these are the real, true Jews. And all of this is the result of what we spoke about earlier in previous Shurim and what Rabbein Azal discusses over there in chapter 36 on Likud Imran. The concept of what, when Bilam said, I, I took Borech, I, I wanted to take Borech and I took Beirech, meaning Shemelamala, Yoyred, Rak, Oyer, Poshut. Usually from above, from heaven, comes down only unformatted light. And then when the light comes down from heaven, it goes to each and every single person. It gets formatted by each and every single person according to that person's vessel, according to that <coughs> based on that person's understanding. That person's moyach, that person's brain, is the vessel which the person is going to be able to is going to be using to receive this light from Hashem. 
and to interpret it. And the main thing that will determine how good a person's brain is, how good a keli it is to format the light properly or improperly, is the tikana bris of the person or the pegama bris of the person. And everything depends on this. And this is the main battle of the Sahara and his trickery, whereby he lies in ambush and he digs against every single person. Especially, he goes after the, the great, the, the people that are on a higher level, the, the leaders. And any person who's on a higher level, the Sahara works against that person more. The Sahara applies himself to that person more. As the Gemara says, Whoever is greater than his fellow Jew, the, the greater person has a greater Sahara. As the Gomorrah interprets this Pasuk in the prophet Yoel, that the Yitzhahara extends his hand specifically against those who are on a higher level. And this is what resulted in the destruction of the first base of Mikdash, and the second base of Mikdash. It's amazing that we're learning this right now, a few hours after we broke our fast here in, in Chutzlaritz for Tishabov, a Tishabov Nidche, which took place on Sunday. As it says over there, when it speaks about the Churban Beis Amikdash, Esponov El Hayom HaKadmoini, and as the Gemara interprets that Pasuk, referring to the Satan going against the, the leaders. Ah, and the Satan is still dancing among us in this manner. And all of our suffering and, and the fact that the exile we're in now is going on for such a long time is all because of this. Because this is something that we know in general, and each and every single one of us knows this specifically regarding ourselves, the shortcomings of our heart. And our, our what each and every one of us is experiencing regarding this this desire for improper behavior between men and women, which Rabbein Zal defines and the Zohar Kodesh refers to as a composite of the evil of all 70 nations, Shahu Taivas Niuf, 
which is this, this desire for illegal, sinful behavior between men and women. To the point where there just about isn't a single person who's really pure the way we're supposed to be in this area. And unfortunately, it's prevalent that there are many, it's, it's very prevalent that people mess up, that Jews mess up in this area. With the exception of the great chosen tzaddikim, Mamish individuals in several generations, like a Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, like an Ariza, like a Zorok, like a Baal Shem Tov, like Rabbi Nezal, whereby these Sadiqim prided themselves and praised themselves about how powerful they were, how holy they were in, in this area. As we see, as is understood from the words of our rabbis, whereas the vast majority of the world, even religious people, and even people who are, who are partial tzaddikim, are not really pure the way we're supposed to be in this area, in our thoughts, in our actions. And each and every one of us, based on how much we mess up in this area, so too our brain is messed up. And as a result of this, we are incapable of receiving and formatting the light of Hashem as it, that comes down properly, that, to, that it should be formatted properly where it should benefit us. Therefore, each and every one of us has to be extremely careful to be smart and not to allow ourselves to be drawn to the foolish chachmas in the world. People who come up with all kinds of chachmas that oppose the Torah, chas v'shalom. Bifrat, but, or, or that oppose tzaddikim. Bifrat, badoiroiz halolu, especially in our generations, Rav Nosenzal says, whereby there are people that make fun of many items in, in holiness, especially when they see a Jew trying to daven with kavana, they make fun of that. As the Gemara in the beginning of Brachas points out on this Pasuk in Tehillim, the Gemara says this krum zulus means this refers to things that are among the most important things in the world and people treat it like, like garbage. They insult it. They, what is the Gemara referring to? Rashi says there, tefillah. 
it's referring to tefillah. That tefillah is among the most important things in Yiddishkeit, and even during Rav Nosenzal's time, his students, people who became a Kurov to Breslov, would put a lot into their tefillah, even the standard tefillah, Shachris, Minchamayre, and there were other supposed Hasidim who would watch this and make fun of this, because they, but unfortunately, we know that in, in the Jewish world, they know Hasidim daven quickly. Hasidim are the ones who are the fastest daveners in the world. You go to a, a, a Hasidish minion for Mayra Vomincha and lightning speed. The guy knows how to say the word super quickly. And some of these people make fun of those who don't daven quickly those who daven slowly and really put their heart into the tefillah. And the whole power behind these people who make fun of and insult the really religious people who try very hard to daven with kavana is based on the mistakes, the mistakes of their leaders, some of their leaders. Whereby these people sometimes flip around Hashem's words to, to misinterpret them. To the point where the, the Torah becomes a deadly poison to them. They misinterpret the Torah and they try to show proof from the Torah that, that you're supposed to daven quickly, etc., or things like that. The Bechinas loy zocha, as the Gemara says, if a person is not zocha, the Torah becomes a sum of us. At sho'imrim ksavim ushkorim v'chomine leitzonis al haksherim v'emesinah, to the point where these people make up lies and all kinds of mockery against those who are trying to be really religious. To the point where they try to convince people that these people who are davening with Kavona, they're going against the Torah. They're the ones that are really going against the Torah. To the point where, again, the leader at that time during Rav Nosenzal's time, the Savran Rebbe wrote a letter, a letter to his Hasidim that based on the Torah, it's a mitzvah to persecute and attack the Breslavers, with all kinds of attacks, the Parnassosim, to try to get them fired from their jobs, to try to get them to lose their Parnassah, and to actually attack their lives. To say that it's permissible to kill, to, to, to kill a breast of a chassid. This is, this is actually what happened at that time. Rav Nosenzal says all of this is the result of the mistakes, the kind of mistakes we spoke about earlier. Sheboim alidei pegama bris which are the result of pegama bris, when a person is not pure the way they're really supposed to be in the area of tikana bris. 
that causes the person's mind to become damaged. To the point where this person takes their knowledge of Torah, the light of Torah, and twists it and perverts it to use to try to show from the Torah that it's a mitzvah to persecute these other people. And the main damage here is caused by the, the, the ones on a high level, the leaders. Where the truth is, they are not really pure in this area of tikkunabris, of the, the behavior between men and women. And if that's not bad enough, they don't know their place. Because of the desire for greatness, their desire for kavod, they 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 accept leadership positions, and they 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 falsely believe that they're the real leaders, the real true manhigam of Klal Yisrael. To the point where they become jealous and angry at those religious people who are not willing to submit to them, who are not willing to accept them as their leaders. And they dig against them. They look at them with an evil eye. To try to find every type of fault in these religious people, these people who are trying to daven with kavana, these people who have his spiritus. And Ramosazal says, Whatever path a person wants to go on, Hashem lets out the rope. He lets out the leash. He lets the person go on that path. And this is what gives the Sahara the ability to twist their minds to the point where these people fool themselves and they convince themselves that it's managed based on the Torah, that it's a mitzvah to persecute these religious people. Especially through a lot of Lashon Hara and lies, all kinds of things, Shemotsui mm-hmm. Moi, which is very prevalent, unfortunately, due to our many sins. We find the case of Yosef HaTzadik and his brothers. It's the most obvious case. We're talking about people who are supposedly the greatest Tzadikim, Shiftekon, and yet they were mistaken, they misinterpreted, they thought that Yosef HaTzadik is, is a liar and he's imagining things when he told them his dreams and everything. They, they, they said terrible things about him and they actually came to a conclusion at a point that it's a mitzvah to kill him. And a person who wants to be really religious, to think, to really think about their future, about what's going to happen when they leave this world. 
and the person wants to come close to true, really religious people, those sincere people who are really following the Torah, as they received it from the tzaddikim before our time, like Rabbi Nezal, the Baal Shem such a person doesn't even have the ability to stand up to all those that are opposing him and making fun of him. Unless the person is prepared to show to be able to take insults and everything, and sometimes to be able to be considered like, like a leper. We would never allow, we would never marry allow our daughter to marry such a person, because the truth has become so confused to the point where people can't figure out what's the real truth, who's, what's, what's really right. So that it requires true mesiras nefesh, a person prepared to endure incredible suffering and everything in order to sanctify the name of Hashem. And every single Jew really has this ability. It's rooted in the holiness of our nefesh to be prepared to actually give up our lives to sanctify Hashem's name. As we find in the history of Klal Yisrael, many simple people, mamish people that were not so religious, but when put to the test, when they were told, take a Sefer Torah and spit on it or throw it on the floor, they said, kill me. This, in the case of the Nazis, in the case of the Russians, again, nothing is coincidence. I'm in Silver Spring, Maryland now. And yesterday I was in the yeshiva here for Kinois. And the Rosh Yeshiva, one of the Rosh Yeshivas spoke, and he spoke about the Churban Beis Amikdash. He spoke about the, the, the Nazis, Yamach Shemam. He spoke about the communists, what they, what they did to Klal Yisrael, what they tried to do, the incredible persecution. And he quoted the Rambam, who says, that every Jew, even the simplest Jew, has it in him, has it deeply embedded in his soul, that he's ready to die, Al-Kiddush Hashem, if he's put to that test, as we see throughout history. And he describes stories that are written about refuseniks in, in the Soviet Union and other places, the kind of Mesiras Nefesh these people showed to be, to be religious, to be from, and, and to serve Hashem, and to promote Yiddishkeit, and the incredible suffering that they endured for they endured for it, and how they they, they remained firm in their Yiddishkeit. Hashem should put an end to all of this persecution, to all of this sheker in the world. Here again, the communists and the Nazis made it seem as if they're out for the benefit of mankind. They want to improve the world. How are we going to improve the world? The Nazis said by eliminating the Jewish people, the Jewish nation and building an Aryan race, Yemashimum, and the Soviets by eliminating God, eliminating religion. Religion is like a, a disease, it's a plague. We're going to eliminate religion and make the world into a better place to live. That's these Goyim, 
And Lahavdil, we have in Klal Yisrael, people who think that they are the real authorities on Yiddishkeit, and they know the true path of Yiddishkeit, and their path is the only way. And if they see people who seem to be following a different path, they're putting emphasis on tefillah, certain things, which these other people don't emphasize that much. On the contrary, some of them daven very quickly, etc. They'll make fun of those people, Rahman as Ramosazal and and his followers experienced during their time. Any questions? Rasan, looks like there's a question in the chat, please. For some reason, I'm not seeing it. I didn't see the dedications. If you can tell me what the question is, please. Sure. Maybe just scroll in the chat, but I'll, I'll read it out loud. We don't have left within us any Shorash of Shevet Dan for the last few thousand years. How is the mother of Mashiach supposed to come from it? Is Mashiach going to come, quote-unquote, after the ten tribes will be re- reunited with us? And then in brackets, Mashiach's father is from the two tribes and that are with us now. The answer is Mashiach has already been born. He's, he already exists. He's going to be revealed when the time comes, when the time comes. And could be, again, could be it'll, from the ten Shvatim. We know that on the holiday of Shavuos, we have the Akdamas, which is something that was given to us, where at one point there was contact made with the ten Shvatim that were on the other side of Sambatian River. So that there's, there's no, even though right now, supposedly all of us are from Shev, are, are from, are from Shevet Yehuda and Binyamin, other than the Koyhanim, who we're not 100% sure about, everything, everything will be in good order. You know, even if Moshiach comes, if his mother is from Shevetan, could be that that all has been prepared already. He's, 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 he exists already. It's just a matter of Hashem revealing him, you know, and, and him being able to reveal himself to Klal Yisrael. We'll hold it over here for now. Wish we should be zerched to see the Nechama. We're going now, we finished Tishabov. We're going towards Shabbos Nachamu. Hashem should console us once and for all completely and put an end to all the suffering of Klal Yisrael from all of our enemies, from outside, from within. Be zerched to see the Gula Shlema, Amen, Amen. Amen.